net. Also that you uh, I think you went on. That you can catch up with us at lovetalknetwork.com. Hey, I've got like an airplane uh, signal back there in the <laughs> engineering room. I feel like I'm a pilot coming in for landing. Juan was giving me, you know, signs, and I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, something major is happening here, so I'm going to stop. So you all know that we're not professionals in here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, Cindy. <laughs> We'd be in the nut house if we were, that's for sure. I know, confirmation of everything we already knew about ourselves. Hey, in the studio with me, of course, was the first lady of love, Miss Evelyn Davidson. You heard her, yay! (laughs) And our other lady of love, Miss Kathy Indebrock from Let's Pray Today. Good morning, ladies, and what's up? What's up? Lots morning, of things. Cindy. Cindy. Yeah. You go first, Evelyn. No, I know, you I know you're excited. Oh, no, you. I think y'all should knock each other down. Let's go. You know nothing. She's getting ready to fly away. I, I literally I fly know. away. I so know. let's start Two with you. Two more days. Well, it has been such a frantic week because we've been getting ready for a month away going to Australia with uh, Eric and I and all three girls. And, you know, Eric wonders why I'm so busy. And I say, well, baby, you're packing for one person. Mm-hmm. I am packing for four people. And it's women. Women. <laughs> Not just any four people. Do you have any? I mean, we could fill one suitcase with just our shoes. Yeah. So, And we're only allowed one suitcase each. And then also my a middle child, my 10-year-old, she has been preparing for a horse competition this weekend on a new horse. So they They've been trying to figure each other out every week and or the, during this week she's been going to camp they've been trying to figure each other out and so it has been a busy week but a fun week awesome yeah. awesome you know one of my favorite movies in the whole world is westward the women with rod taylor and the host of all these women that you would know that we're in black and white films in the 40s. And so these women are all getting on the wagons to go meet their husbands yes. in California. And it is the saga. And the first thing that happens is that Rod Taylor rolls up on the wagons and sees what are on the wagons, knows what is ahead for these women. He starts <laughs> tossing things off the wagons, you know. So then by the time the women get to California, they're having to borrow blankets to make blouses. I mean, anyway, so you remind me of westward the women. Anyway, this would be southward the women to a new continent. Hey, Miss Evelyn, you've had quite a week. Tell us what's up in your world. Well, just uh, here and there, Cindy. Uh, In fact, today is just a big day in the city of Austin. We've got over 100,000 uh, motorcycle fans in town, and I know our friend Ray Garner's out there talking about Jesus, he and uh, Justin and a lot of the others. So uh, got, I've done a lot of work this week. We um, we kicked off the new uh, web television station, and uh, I had prepared three hours of pre-taping and then did almost five hours of live taping, and I mean of live uh, simulcast, and it's really come together well. We We know it's going to be probably another week or 10 days before we get it fully streaming and uh, 
Lots of exciting things going on. Lots of exciting things at the Capitol. And, and that's, that's On Point Broadcasting. On Point Broadcasting, yeah. yeah. I was, and I think that's actually onpointbroadcasting.com. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of go there and get all that information. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, you know, when it is streaming, up in one corner, it says uh, Shows on Demand. And mm-hmm. that's where you go and click it. Otherwise, you get all the information about mm-hmm. it. But really was exciting. You and I got to uh, sit in and uh, get our feet wet again. I did <laughs> TV in Austin for about five years, and, you know, a lot of years have passed since then, Cindy, and you get rusty, and then you've got to learn to sit up properly, not put your head I down. I was totally, completely, I told Evelyn and Kathy this morning when I came in, I said, oh my gosh, you were just like another person. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen you so proper and so subdued. I looked like a wild woman compared to you. No, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was awesome. And gosh, the interview with Carol, which is what I set in yes. with you on, was incredible. You know, they've added the pro-life agenda to the special session and which is really exciting. I mean, I'm praying for uh, right boundaries within the, you know, the redistricting, right. which was the big issue around calling this special session for the 83rd. But now they've added uh, the pro-life agenda, and they've had five really, really strong mm-hmm. points on that uh, that are going to impact life across the state. And so uh, thank you, Governor Perry. Thank you, Lieutenant Governor David Dewhurst. Thank you to the more than 100 legislators, the 60 mm-hmm. that got this uh, up and signed on for the new, for this special session. Thank you so much. See, uh, Kathy and I were talking earlier about the strategy of the legislative season this time, and I think it was just brilliant when it couldn't come out of committee and get on the marquee for, you know, to be considered all the pro-life bills. Uh, but with um, Governor Perry calling the special session for the purpose of fulfilling that law regarding uh, districting, uh, it has he has the privilege of setting what comes before the body. And when and, and as you know, Cindy, uh, in the regular legislative session, it, that he does not have that privilege. He mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. participates in it. And so it gives us a broader picture of his love for life in this nation mm-hmm. and uh it was a very exciting week. We had a lot. Uh, one of the sweetest um, interviews I did was with a father, and we're going to be talking about fathers today. Uh, is uh, His name is Frank Hansen, and he's a World War II veteran. And I mentioned a little bit of it last week, and uh, he, uh, he was one of those that was taken uh, to Washington, D.C. with the Honor Flight Program. And... Uh, uh, The thing I asked him, I said, what was it that you really liked about it? Well, he just had lots of things. I said, what didn't you like? He said, they put me in a wheelchair and I couldn't go where I wanted to go. This is a man 90 years old. I know who you're talking about. We saw him at the the gathering, the NDP gathering. Up at First Baptist Pflugerville, right. and when he 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 ran up those steps and yes. jaunted down the steps, and then when someone said his age, I was like, "My stars, yeah. that guy can't be ninety-two or whatever yeah. he is." Well, the governor uh, went to him and got down on his knees before him and thanked him, and mm. you know these are the kind of fathers, Cindy, that have made our nation great, mm-hmm. and uh, we're in, involved in so many things. You and I are, is you know, day to day. But it is a time both of our fathers are in heaven, and uh, 
we don't have the opportunity to say thank you to them, but we can do that today to all the fathers, especially my husband Van and your husband Jim. Yeah, and Eric, and who Kathy. we're going to hear from. Yeah, well, I, I, I asked Eric, he's at, he's at Jordan's Horse Show, and I said, how would you feel about calling in today? He's like, yeah, I'll do that. So <laughs> he's he's going to be calling in, I think. He's our kind s- of a Star Trek guy. He goes where no man has gone before. I don't know. Mr. Davison is pretty experienced. Well, you know, we got the uh, the DOMA coming up before the uh, states of state, before the Supreme Court. Right. And, uh, you know, there's some interesting things. We're in this series where we're talking about truth. And today we're going to talk about the truth about fathers and the truth mm-hmm. and about the, the father. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm reminded, you know, even as we come up, as we're involved in these culture wars, you know, as we look at the, the Defense mm-hmm. of Marriage Act, you know, which is basically that, you know, fa- in, in many ways fathers are disposable. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. there, we can dispose of them women in, in our divorce or we can, we, you know, mm-hmm. we can marry whomever we want. And in some cases, it's women are disposable. But mm-hmm. anyway, this kind of mindset and, and you know, it's interesting, Evelyn, you sent to me some some stats on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, just as as you are out there listening to us today and praying about that, because that is going to come down. Late this month, in July, we should hear something from the Supreme Court. This is really our time. We think that decisions come down. We don't have any impact over them. But this is really our time as the body of Christ to pray. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This has been another special thing this week. This was the week that uh, former President um, Ronald Reagan, 26 years ago, said, tear down that wall. Do you remember that, Cindy? That was such an exciting day because it set freedom, truth, freedom, uh, truth free for those in uh, in uh, Berlin. And uh, we think about him. He, um, Governor Reagan, was a Christian man, and he just not he didn't believe in allowing an evil empire to rule the world, and that's what was going on. And so. You know, that was a great honor this week to be a part of that. So, But you know the thing about Father's Day, I was thinking this week, and that's what we're going to be talking about today a little bit, is first of all, you have to look, you know, Mother's Day gets so much billboard attention. And mothers, that's when mom is uh, served pancakes in bed, and then she spends the rest of the uh- <laughs> I totally missed that. She spends the rest of the day cleaning up the messes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. And Father's Day is the day that dads and kids get to do whatever they want to while mom works, you know. Mom never gets a day off because it it is so exciting to think about the place that uh, our fathers have had in our lives and influence and uh, and what it really means to be a dad and have a family that – you love and care for and sacrifice for because that's what it takes. Anyway. Hey, I love summertime because basically we shut down the kitchen wow. at our house. Yeah. And, oh, and then uh, the grill opens yeah, up. The grill opens, <laughs> you know, and I am a cook for three yeah. months and I'm like, hallelujah, praise God. It doesn't get any better than this. We're going to come back. We're going to be talking about the truth about fathers. Is your grill open? This is Love Talk on the Word.
Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios, 1490 AM information with inspiration, reminding you that we are streaming live at KLGO.net. You can also go to KLGO.net and download the app, the Word app, so that you can listen to us streaming live on your phone or whatever electronic you have. You can also catch up with the three of us at lovetalknetwork.com. You know, today we're going to be talking about the truth about the father and the truth about fathers. And Kathy, you had some thoughts as we went out on break about Father's Day. And if I'm not mistaken, you got a buddy on the other line, too. I do. (laughs) Your BFF. My BFF, yes. He is out today at, at the horse show with Jordan, and so he is called in. You know, I looked at the clock when we were ready to go out, and I thought, oh, can I interject this really quick? I thought, well, I just better wait till we come back. But, you know, I find Mother's Day is more a day of showing appreciation, and Father's Day is a day where you it's more of reflection, and you think about the founding fathers, our Heavenly Father, and your own father and and you know what character means and you know i think about the time when you know when you're looking for a husband you talk to the lord about what you're looking for in a husband and i'm so glad that the lord did not stop short by giving me what i asked for (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't answer every prayer that's right i mean he gave me he gave me something good not just good but good good so (laughs) okay just don't go to tmi tmi Remember, Eric has to, you know, he has to have a life beyond this moment on the program. All right, sweetie, are you on the line? I am. Hello, Evelyn. Hello, Eric. (laughs) All right, honey, thank you so much for calling in. So we, you know, since we don't have any, you know, fathers sitting here right around the table, we wanted one to call in and give give, uh, we women a little bit of perspective on things from the male point of view. And so can you tell me a little bit about what is your favorite part about being a dad? Well, you know, I, I remember back, you know, we've lived a lot of places in the world and, and you know, living overseas and before we had children, um, you know, I remember one of the things that, that always kind of hit me and, and really, I guess, pierced my heart early on was, you know, I'd sit in any kind of group, wouldn't matter, church, uh, any kind of social occasion, and, and I'd see people who would have children run up to them. I'd see dads, other men, with, with uh, you know, a child run up and kind of give them a great big hug and kind of mm-hmm. crying out, Daddy. Mm-hmm. And that always kind of got to me. And, and you know, not sure I'm, I'm a big softie, but maybe I am. But you know, <laughs> I think my favorite part is, you know, I always wanted that for myself. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, even now just to have, come home for travel i travel a fair bit for work and and you know while i'd rather be at home all the time it is a wonderful thing to drive up and see a bunch of kids run out of the house and you know yelling daddy and come and give you a big hug and so i still i still think that's probably the favorite thing that i look forward to day in and day out oh we have such sweet girls they do love their daddy they, they've got a good oh, one girls do <laughs> yes. love their daddies Okay, that's I love that. All right, and so tell me what is and I'm I'm thinking I've not asked him these questions, so I'm hearing his answers here for the first time. Okay, sweetie, how about your best memory, like your best memory of being a dad or a father to these girls? Well, you know I don't you know best is an interesting word. I, I, I you know thinking about this, maybe talk about maybe the most memorable. There's so many memories with three three girls and you know other dads out there listening. You know there's. 
there's too much to even kind of condense, and I don't know how you turn it into best. But, you know, I remember with the first, and maybe it was just because Aaliyah was little and, and you know, it's the first time being a dad, not really knowing what to do. And, <laughs> yes. and you know, she, she definitely was the hardest of them when she was a baby. And I just remember <laughs> yes. this one particular night, you know, probably at our wit's end is probably 3 in the morning. You know, I'm, I'm walking her around. She's screaming at me. Um, for hours on end, it felt like. And, and I remember, and this is, I think, maybe the most poignant point of humility that came to me is being a father and pointed to mm-hmm. what it must be like to, to have a heavenly father with us running around as imperfect as we are. You know, I remember I took Aliyah and I put her on the ground. I was just so frustrated. I felt like just screaming. And that's all she was doing to me. And, and, you know, of course, that just made her more upset, and so she just went nuts at that point. And so I freaked out and panicked and picked her up again, you know, sort of running around the house trying to calm her down. But, but you know, it made me think of, of Christ and our Heavenly Father and, and just how, you know, he must get so frustrated with me. And it was it was maybe the most, you know, I guess like I said, the pointed place where I could realize in, in humility how how difficult and frustrating I must be to, to God and, and to, to Christ through our relationship and, and, and just seeing that firsthand understanding that, you know, we're very imperfect and, and uh, you know, our, our Father has a lot of patience. And it, it both reminded me, and it's a memory that I like to keep with me, that, you know, we have to be humble and patient, but, you know, it's, uh, we have somebody doing, with that, doing that with us every day as we go through life. Okay, you're making us all tear up here. I know. <laughs> I, I, I thought earlier, where are all the Kleenexes? <laughs> Okay. Wow. I and sweetie, I, I know that, that, that Jordan's there and um the whole point of you being there is to be there for her and I don't wanna I don't wanna keep you too long, but you know, you your oldest now, our oldest is is twelve. Oh my lands, don't know how that happened and, and we have three and so you've been a dad for twelve years. What what advice do you have to give other other fathers that are are out there? You know, it's 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 one that I'm still working on, and and you know I I hope other people call into the program, other fathers maybe give you some their their view on this because I'm I'm sure I'm not the the best qualified to do this, but but I'll say you know you have to realize as a father you're also a leader, and and you know I didn't realize that at first, and and part of being a leader is is modeling. So you kind of think of well what's what's advice to what a father looks like? Well, it's a model. And so, you know, we obviously have a perfect father in Christ and Jesus. That's that's a great model. But, you know, you have to look to a couple different things, I think. And you have to model what being a good husband looks like. So, you know, mm-hmm. especially I have girls, mm-hmm. but I don't think if it matters, girls or boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to model what being a husband looks like um, to your wife. And, you, and then you have to lead your house. It's like Joshua said, you know, as for me and my house, you know, we'll we'll choose to serve the Lord. And, and, you know, I haven't always necessarily been that spiritual leader of the household, but, but I think as a father, that's, that's an area that, you know, your family's looking to, your wife's looking to, your children are looking to. It, it's, you're going to have fun with your kids. I love having fun and laughing and giggling and tickling, but, but at the end of the day, it's not really about friendship all the time. It's, it's mm-hmm. having fun, but also being that leader. And so I guess I would say that, you know, maybe being man up is the wrong word. I don't want to make this a lecture, <laughs> but... You know, dads play an important role, and sometimes we forget that. Thanks, love. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time to call in. Kathy, that's your husband. That's my husband. That's my man. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thanks, sweetie. Well, keep up the great work on the show. Thanks, right. Eric. Thanks, Eric. Give Jordan a big hug, sweetie. Thank you. I'll see you in a bit. And have a wonderful vacation. And we'll be praying for you. Well, ladies, that, I mean, here's, you know, here's we the deal. Blessed, honey. Is we that are blessed. We, the three of us kind of live in the world of women. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to do that. And we want to do that. Mm-hmm. As women, we naturally are in a community of women. And in ministry especially, we mm-hmm. serve in a community of women to make sure that all is good and we're above reproach. But the truth of the matter is, is we love men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the three of us love men. And there is nothing more attractive than a godly man. Mm-hmm. Oh, my That's gosh. So true. I will tell Cindy, you. you know, it, it's just we speak a li- different language, basically. And to hear a, a father like Eric come on and say how important life is to him for mm-hmm. his children and, and his mm-hmm. family, it it is so out of pattern today because... Uh, some of the stats that we looked at this week, 50% of the people in America today just don't stand behind God's plan for family and for marriage. Mm. I mean, it is a mindset, and it's changing, and mm. this is disturbing to us because it is so precious to us who are Jesus followers to know that our Heavenly Father has a plan for our life. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and as I said, you know, men and women talk differently. I have a little story when we come back in that regard. Mm. Kathy, parting thoughts before we go out on break with regard to your uh, your hunk? Um, well, I mean, it's important, right, to choose well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, sister. He chose well. He, he well, chose oh, thank very you, well. Evelyn. That's so sweet. And, but then it's trusting God, praying for your husband. I mean, I, I, praying for him to be a, a good father and praying about what his dreams are, knowing what his dreams are and making it, you know, your commitment as a wife to also pursue those dreams for him and I think in the end the Lord fulfills them all not just mm-hmm. his but yours and make something dynamic happen within the family um, I, I you know I think part of having a great husband is being a good wife and having the Lord That's bless right. that marriage that is true you know as Evelyn and our moms of sons and mm-hmm. uh, and as I was looking at Juan across the glass while I was listening to Eric and you know there is a in the best of men there is a humility and a brokenness mm. that comes from that from loving others. Men have to break down certain barriers in their mm. hearts. And when you have a son and you know just how tender they are as young boys, then you see the transition mm. into manhood and then you see the fulfillment of manhood, which is how deeply they love how tender they are, and yet that manhood mixed in there, it is a dynamic that just makes me speechless. We're going to come back, and we're going to continue to talk about truth, and we're going to talk about the truth about fathers and the covenant with our father. This is Love Talk on the Word.
Good morning. I am Cindy Vanna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word, 1490 AM. Information with inspiration reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. You can also go to the website and download the app, and you can stream live from your phone and from every single electronic you've got. You can also catch up with the three of us at lovetalknetwork.com, where we have our audio programs and our latest blogs up. You know, Evelyn and Kathy, the uh, fabulous job, Eric, very articulate and humble more than, uh, than anything else. Uh, we're talking about the truth these days. That's what we're dialoguing around. And we want to talk, we've been talking about the truth about who Jesus is. And today we're talking about the truth about the covenant relationship mm-hmm. that we have with the Father and with fathers in general. Evelyn, you had some thoughts on that. Well, you know, men and women have a different vernacular, a way of, of speaking and mm-hmm. understanding. And, hello. And that is, yes, hello there, world. Um, and it's amazing to me. Van and I went to a, a, a realtor thing, and I went over and sat down at a table and just watched the show go on yesterday afternoon late. And uh, it was just amazing to me to just observe men that get together in a group and talk, and then women. I love to watch people. It's just amazing. But the thing, the point is this, because we receive information and we deliver information differently, it causes, it creates sometimes some chasms in, in marriage and in families. And I was reminded of a pastor friend who had a little three-year-old boy, a you know, little son, a little name called Johnny, and uh, he just would disturb church, you know, hollering out things. And uh, if you need to go to the bathroom, you know, they just have a fit. And so they finally taught him to whisper. And it said to him, and his dad said, when you need to go potty, just tell me, I need to whisper. I need to whisper. Just remember, you don't, you try, he's trying to teach him, you know, not to say it so loud. So anyway, the pastor friend went on vacation, and the grandparents came to take care of uh, little Johnny. And in the middle of the night, sure enough, you know, he had to get up and go to the potty. And so went in to his grandfather and woke, woke him up, and he said, I have to whisper. And he said, uh, what did you say? And uh, he said real softly because he didn't want to wake up Grandma. He said, I have to whisper. He said, okay, go ahead. And so Whisper in my <laughs> ear. <laughs> Whisper in my ear, yeah. You know, it, it is an amazing thing how between, you know, women and men, we have difficulty communicating or we have difficulty communicating with our children. But, you know, little Johnny didn't know the difference. He said, I have to whisper. And so grandfather said, well, whisper in my ear. You know, he gave him permission. <laughs> I left that part out. But anyway, he, uh, the point is this, <clears throat> is that we have to connect in ways that we understand each other. And that's exactly why it is so important for us to connect with our Heavenly Father Mm -hmm. because we have a covenant relationship with him that has been bought and sealed by our very best friend. And so, you know, none of us are perfect. Cindy, uh, Kathy, Mm -hmm. Rick is not, Mm -hmm. you know, Van Davis is certainly not perfect. I tell him all the time, you got to be sweeter because we're getting closer to heaven, and you have to be sweet when you go to heaven. Well, no, and some days don't you find that 
they're we're all a little bit less perfect than others. You know, there's days when I'm thinking I'm throwing you back. No, you <laughs> roll over in that bed and you're like, who are you and how do I get my wagon hitched up to you? Or make them sit in the quiet zone for a little oh, while. No, probably oh, no, probably. You know, the thing is, Cindy, is the pattern that we have. And, re- and Eric said it right. You know, when we have that relationship, uh, we... And we have a humility in our heart to come before the Lord. Mm. He is, it is amazing what he teaches us through our children Mm -hmm. and -hmm. through others. And, you know, we all scream out against God when we don't get what we want. But he knows what's best for us. Well, we've got some uh, principles that I want us to run through with regard to the Father's covenant. And, um, you know, we've been focusing on this verse, my, you know, uh, Jesus, the way, the truth and the life where he mm-hmm. says this about himself. And uh, so one of the things, the great myths that is rolling out there in our society right now is that uh, what is the role of fathers? You know, and Eric touched on that a little bit. You know, is it more to be a friend? What is the definition of being a father? And we have to look to biblical principle in order to find our way. And I thought Eric did a fabulous job of paraphrasing that mm-hmm. without it being, uh, making it relevant without it being religious. And so, uh, you know, as people gather this weekend around the barbecue pit, oh, thank you, Lord, for barbecue pits. <laughs> and uh, uh, as, as, as slow cookers. Yeah, as men cook their own dinners. Uh, and uh, as we're uh, rolling into the finals of basketball, all the good things oh. that are going on on behalf mm-hmm. of the guys. But uh, we want to talk, you know, Jesus said, my father and I are one Mm -hmm. we are the same truth and we speak the same way and we give you the same direction Mm -hmm. so let's talk about how that admonition of jesus and the father being one translates to the roadmap for being Mm -hmm. a godly father and the first principle uh, which one of you ladies wants to talk about the first principle? Well, you know, we've got it written down here. We have just a little outline. We don't have a script. You know that, Kathy? <laughs> yeah. That nervous for you. Uh, is He has the orders. You know, the Lord, our God, has an orderly way for us to live and to be. So we get our marching orders Absolutely. from God. Mm-hmm. It is Fathers directions. Get, okay. Yeah, directions from the Father. Now, if, you know, in the world in which we live today, there is a great controversy about that in regard to men and women and to gender. You know, in in some households, the father, just every word that comes out of his mouth is believed to come from God. And, you know, that that is an extension of of untruth, really, uh, because we all have that privilege of going before the father, men, women, boys and girls, uh, before the Father because of what Jesus Christ has done. Mm-hmm. Now, we would all honor and respect yes. headship in mm-hmm. the home and Absolutely. that there is a final decision right. maker right. in the home. But in terms of the second-class citizenry that has sometimes been uh, thrust upon women as far as yeah. having a relationship with God, uh, we that I think that's what you're trying that's to say. That's what I'm saying. But it originates with the Father. And uh, he gives us a really um, a model for doing that because he tells us 
that we are to love the Lord God with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind. And that's what Jesus said. That's the second commandment. But the original commandment was that we take God's word and we make it alive in our life. Mm -hmm. Well, and it specifically says in Deuteronomy that you shall teach Mm -hmm. these words that I give you, teach them diligently to your sons and your daughters and talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. And I mean, diligently, that that packs a whole lot there. I mean, that means with with forethought, with purpose daily. And I mean, you know, as when we talk about what is the the measure of success of uh, of a father and you go, well, we you know, we raised uh, sons and daughters of character. We raise sons and daughters who are successful. They make a lot of money. They stand on their own two feet. Well, did you raise sons and daughters who have a close, loving relationship with the Lord, who have um, that life and that light in their life, who have eternal life secured? And, you know, I think it comes down to, you know, teaching the word and, and, and modeling that relationship to our children diligently and and very purposefully I, I think that is kind of the measure of success of a, of a dad that you're able to do that in a in a loving and compelling way you know uh, we also and Eric touched on this I thought beautifully as well there is there is an another principle of the seven that we're going to be uh, talking about which is this around this issue of truth Evelyn mm-hmm. and treasuring truth and the word of God says specifically he says the truth about children is what? It's God's best gift. Mm-hmm. Isn't that? That's just mm-hmm. a, I reread that and reread that the other mm-hmm. night. And I thought his best gift of all the gifts mm-hmm. is his best gift. And mm-hmm. here we are as a society, especially around this special mm-hmm. session, debating the truth about whether life is a blessing or a curse. Yes. Mm. You know, and the number of us as parents, the number of men that are that mm-hmm. that say, no, I, I can't step up here. Mm-hmm. And the number of women that would agree with that mm-hmm. and say, I can't mm-hmm. step up. But this one really starts with the man. Yep. A recognition that God's best gift mm-hmm. to a man, although it is granted life within the womb of a woman, it takes a man to step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. And say, mm-hmm. this is my best gift. Mm-hmm. And he also says, in it, this best gift is a blessing. And he, he used that word quivers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with your quivers full of children. He said, when you have a real strong family, and this is a real strong point that uh, from Psalm 127, it says this, your enemies don't stand a chance against you. You'll sweep them right off your doorstep. That means that there are, even in the culture we're living today, every day more and more of our freedoms mm-hmm. to serve God in ways that would bless others are falling aside. That This tells us that when he is our Heavenly Father mm-hmm. and we're living with the word alive in us and in our family, 
that we don't have to worry about the enemy that would come against us. And there are enemies out there, Cindy, that would take us down. Mm. And I mean, I think that also talks about the importance of the family, that the, 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 the like-mindedness of the family, mm-hmm. the family worshiping together, the family praying together, the, the family being a, of, of purpose. And you wonder, well, what is the purpose of our family? And is it to love others? Is it to share God's word? Is What is the purpose of, you know, because God has specially designed each family with unique mm-hmm. giftedness to to not only do something special within that family unit, but then as those quivers are shot out, those arrows are shot out into the world to accomplish something very specifically out in the world. And, you know, I think this is something as, you know, if that family is broken apart, then, you know, yes. You lose your protection. Yes. I love that you did that because I was just sitting here thinking, you know, it is not enough to know that they're a blessing and to have many of them. We are not here on Love Talk talking about your baby daddy. Mm, no. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to continue to not talk about your baby daddy. <laughs> Good morning. I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios, 1490 AM. Information with inspiration and in the studio, of course, with me are the love ladies, Evelyn Davison and Kathy Endebrock. And today we're talking about a father's covenant. We're walking through seven principles. Now, we got the best schooling from our friend Eric Endebrock, who put it in the, you know, in just the the way a man would put it, you know. But that we're, vernacular. That's right. Transferable. But, that's right. But we talked about principle number one, you know, get your marching orders and where do you get them from. We talked about principle number two, which is treasuring the truth Mm -hmm. about being a father and the blessing of children. And uh, I want to talk about the next couple together, and I'd like you two to dialogue around that. And one is, is that correction is direction. And the other is, is character builds confidence. You know, in light of what you all know about your own uh, fathers and in what you've heard from Eric today and what you know biblically, what would you all, how would you build on that? Well, I might step into this really quick. I have a, a text message from one of the listeners in Georgetown, Texas from Lisa. And she says that she goes, my grown daughter said to her dad, dad, because you treated me like your special princess and gave me appropriate affirmation and affection I didn't have the need to seek it from boys and wanted to wait for the husband God had for me. And I mean, that's huge. I mean, Mm -hmm. just showing the effect that a father has in the life of his daughter when he builds her confidence, he does speak truth into her life, encourages her, gives her that appropriate affection and um, establishes that direction for her life. Mm, that's good. Evelyn, what about character building confidence, the character of a man building confidence in others? In where does that come from? Where does that originate from? Well, the thing that makes this so uh, 
felt in our lives, Cindy, is that um, we don't get a manual when we. That was Eric's moment in, yeah. when he set Aaliyah down on the floor. Yeah. Was, where's the manual, manual and where's the off button here? Yeah. And none of us are perfect. But we do know this, that as we take our directions from the Lord Jesus to the power of the Holy Spirit, and we believe him for the things that we need to correct in life, we're going to be on that right path going in the direction. It is a wonderful roadmap for, for building not only confidence, character, but it gives us the power. Mm-hmm. And that's the, mm-hmm. that is the key to all this, Cindy, is the word. You put the word, which is what God has to say to correct us and direct us. You put that with the motivation that he gives us the confidence that we have that it's coming from him, then what do we have? We have got a powerful package. Well, so principle number three really is wrapped up under Proverbs where it talks about training. And you're right. It is the training, not so much of just discipline. It is the motivation of the heart. If you're willing to train your children, mm. that are, there's an equality there with love Mm -hmm. it's done what is your motivation in training your children is it to raise perfect children Mm -hmm. or is it for them to to deposit love and for them to become people who can love deeply Mm -hmm. and then to like your friend who texted you one of the listeners then you confirm in others so that they are transformed Mm -hmm. and that's what you saw there and then principle four which is that Honesty, if a man, to build, to have character and confidence, it is not the confidence that we're perfect or we're just right. Mm -hmm. It's the confidence that our character is full of honesty Mm -hmm. and integrity. Mm -hmm. We're not going to get caught literally with our pants down. Mm -hmm. Therefore, then we have, we can be carefree because if you're out there in the world acting confidently, but really you know that you could be exposed for who you are. Mm. This is really talking about the importance of a confident man in his own character. And, Evelyn, you were talking about principle number five, yes. which is that we're the men have power. Mm-hmm. They have power in their families like none others. And I think, I mean, the words, when you talk about the, the dads, the fathers being a mirror, when, when that um, son or daughter is standing before the father, her, his or her father, what that father says, you know, telling them how beautiful they are, that they're so proud of them, that acknowledging how the right things that they've done and talking them through some of the mistakes that they've made. It, I mean, that, that father acts as that mm-hmm. confidence-building mirror for them because, you know, I see my girls all the time. They'll stand in front of the mirror, and I'll ask them, what are you telling yourself? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's important to find what out what that inner dialogue is. And so when Eric, when I hear Eric telling them these things, he is establishing that within them. And I love that our Heavenly Father is a mirror for us. He tells us you are loved, you are accepted, you are fully mine. And when we accept what our Heavenly Father is is telling us, knowing that he is a God of truth, that he cannot lie, it is impossible for him to lie, that you know, we have to accept what he tells us is true. And when we truly accept that in ourselves, there is great freedom from, from um, 
self-esteem issues or or um, bitterness, all these things. Well, I'll tell you, in my opinion, fathers, I mean, we may live in an age where women have had greater influence in the family, but when a father speaks into a situation Mm -hmm. in truth and Mm -hmm. in love, it has power Mm. that a woman in many ways, I Mm -hmm. mean, although you can hear from sons, often in the sports world, you will hear how sons were impacted Mm -hmm. by the devotion and sacrifice of their mom. You know, a good example of that, Cindy, is a new book that uh, Colt McCoy has out, and it's called Win, and uh, uh, then uh, Brad, uh, Colt's father, has a book out, and it's called Raising a Colt. Mm, good <laughs> raising a coat because it does take time to discipline and correct and motivate mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. love and inspire we've not even talked about what inspiration mm. is for well let's do talk about that because and we're going to talk about the you know couple more our final principles which is that leaders lead and sonship goes both ways yes well, the thing that Proverbs says is don't fail to correct your children. Uh, you won't kill them by being firm, and it may even save their lives. But also, it says, hearken unto your father that begat thee, and despise not your mother when she is old. This instruction here, Cindy, we're talking about, is the father pass it on to the children. I mean, a father has to be a leader in a family. He cannot be just an absent father. Mm-hmm. You know, you, uh, my boys, when my boys were growing up, Van traveled five days a week. I know Eric travels a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't take away a, their position of leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does give a family a greater opportunity to be who they are in areas when there is a weakness. You know, when father's gone, you know, your car won't start. What do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, that's when you come together and you pray. You get your strength from the one that builds the confidence. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at this, what is all of this about? It's about demonstrating God's love mm. to each other in a powerful way. When you when you teach and you reach the heart of a child mm-hmm. as a parent, you are transmitting, it's like an electrical current, love and trust and confidence and knowing that, you know, there is a future for me it, because it demonstrates it. And it takes godly authority to do mm-hmm. that. You can't be wishy-washy. Well, and, you know, when the girls see their daddy who, I mean, to them, he is all-powerful. Dad yes. can do anything. When they see Eric taking a knee and spending time in prayer and seeking after God, you know, it, it's kind of like, well, if Mr. All-Powerful has yeah. to do that, well, then how much more so does little old me have to do that? Mm. And it sends a great message that it doesn't matter how big and powerful you are. There is someone who is infinitely more big and powerful who loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. You know, we have a couple of minutes to uh, wrap this up. And, and I have a, I have a couple of thoughts. You know, one is that... You know, we get our marching orders from the ultimate picture of the father and the son. Mm. You know, that relationship where uh, they gave all one to another. I, I have another one, ladies, which is that there are fathers out there tonight, uh, today, who uh, Father's Day is, you know, just maybe a good time just to hang out in the bar. 
mm. broken dreams. Maybe they've never yeah. had, uh, maybe they've never been the father that they hope to be. Maybe they never had the father they wish they had. Maybe they don't have a relationship with their heavenly father. They don't know how to be a father. They've experienced rejection on every front. What would, what would you want to say to them and how would you want to bless them? Well, I think the, the key to all of it, Cindy, is knowing who our heavenly father is and coming to know him through the relational family relationship, and that is through the Son, Jesus Christ. And uh, the scriptures tell us very plainly, without faith it's impossible to have life and please him, and that whoever draws near to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those who seek him. So what we would say to you in closing today is this is an open invitation. Uh, We live life in relationship. if we have a good relationship with a father, then, you know, our earthly father, we look at our heavenly father a little bit differently. Uh, but the important thing is this, is don't set your own pattern. Seek God. Go to him and ask him to reveal unto you what kind of father you are mm-hmm. and what kind of father he wants you to be. But if you're not a father today and you're a mother and you're listening to us, we would say the same thing to you. Get on your knees before God and seek his direction. Mm. Uh, Accept his correction so that you might be transformed in a way that your life will mean something to your children. But most importantly, if you do not know him personally, our instruction to you today is that you come to accept him, believe him, and begin to live for him because he is the ultimate father and he is the power source. So, Cindy, tell our friends how they can reach us. Uh, at lovetalknetwork.com, klgo.net, let's pray today.com. <laughs> hey, Kathy, come back to us. I'll be back. I'll see you in four weeks. Okay. Woo-hoo. This has been Love Talk on the Word.